Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 23 of the How We See Things podcast. I am Statesman X, and I'm here with my co-host, Dan Stark. Dan, hello, how hello. you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Statesman X. Um, it's been a very interesting 10 or 12 days. Um, yeah. Obviously, you may have heard that in the United <laughs> Kingdom, the, the Queen um, passed Queen Elizabeth II, um, so that, that put the nation into 10 days of national mourning. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been profound. You know, she, it's been, she, it's been two weekends of without football from yeah, for United well, fans. Um, yeah, well, yeah, for Chelsea fans as well, actually. Um, at least we had the Champions League game in the midweek. But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to see. Obviously, I think it's fair to, to, to respect the Queen, she she served the country for over seventy years, so it's the longest reign anyone can remember since Queen Victoria, I think. Or even so, like not not only oh. like longest reign per se. I think she was the last living relevant monarch. So there are, there are monarchs like still, I think, in other parts of the world, but there's no oh, other monarch. Shade, see shade. No, no, it's it's just the truth now. No, no other monarch um, is. Um, has been as relevant or is as relevant as yeah. you know um, Queen Elizabeth and there is a case to be made that whoever this next king is I don't even know his name remember his name mm-hmm. King Charles William King Charles the third King Charles the third it's Charles that be Charles no, nobody gives a nobody gives a flying fuck about him like nobody is going to like remember him in, like 30 minutes his reign is going to to dwindle and the empire finally you know might be on its final final last legs um now like some so the one fascinating thing about like you know the death of the queen is how you know by force it's been relevant it's been forced down everybody's throats in terms of news the entire united kingdom shut down they were reportedly like long long lines that even like david beckham had to spend you know um yeah. days or hours like you know on a long line the and queues, on one hand queues. yeah the queues yeah on one hand there is like a um, should I say like a leveling, you know, kind of like um, aspect to this where, you know, both commoners and um, royalty and operating on people like Beckham have to stay on this long ass lines to um, say hello to the queen. There's also, you know, the usual drama that comes with the visit of um, the former, I guess, like Prince Duch- Duchess of Sussex and, yes. you know, um, Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, Meghan and Harry were back in the UK, and the the tabloids, you know, they've been starving. They love Ta- Meghan. Yeah, um, they love Meghan. And um, the, I mean, unfortunately, you could telegraph that the vitriol that was going to come Meghan's way. Um, I say Meghan and Harry, but Meghan particularly was targeted yeah. um, by some of the, you know, tabloid press. Um, it was. For me, I, I I think obviously we know where the story stands in terms of the Oprah interview, and I I feel that obviously there's a massive disconnect between the British public and Meghan. Now you can question why that is. Why does she receive this particular treatment? Um, does she represent something that they are not comfortable with? You know, because if you look at the headlines. Look at the way she was portrayed versus Kate when she was pregnant, for example. Yeah, was, the, there's this been, thing of like similar, exact same situation. And she's been lambasted for it. Yeah, right? one one and, headline is favorable, one is is, is not favorable. And one can't take away comments made about her baby Archie. Um, one one particular broadcaster who was forced to apologize made comments about his adjacent uh, adjacency to a monkey. Um, <laughs> You know, and, and just because his mom is what a quarter black, yeah, or, or a sixth, I don't, I'm not even sure. Is she and then she is in many respects, with all due respect to white parson, right? For want of a better term, so this woman whose blood was called thick and exotic, um, <laughs> in addition to the royal line, um, Meghan Markle, you know, sophisticated woman, obviously self made, being an actress and having her own career. It's yeah. It was there's just underhanded comments. Me, like, and, I've, and I've, the, never, the I've never, I've never understood. Really. I've never understood the level of vitriol that 
has been targeted as her. I mean, they're like the usual suspects, you know, idiots like Pierce Morgan. Yeah, and, and I mean, Pierce, Pierce is hurt because apparently, you know, they used to be really tight. He himself, a beggar Markle, that is at some point. Yeah. Like, at the very least, they were friends of some nature. And then obviously, Megan has moved up in station in life and he feels yeah. perhaps left behind. Yeah, yeah and, and I think in general, like, you know, Pierce Morgan is going through the um, kind of like a, a normal kind of like reactionary arc where a, an old white man usually most most likely prominent very wealthy white men often end up reactionary conservatives as they get older so i think it's, it seems like that is the age that pierce is in he's really leaning into like the whole like anti-wokeness yeah don't talk bad about churchill um etc cetera, etc cetera. but like there was this clip i saw like with with megan when she was like greeting crowd people in the crowds and there was this there was this like random random lady who, who gave her a hug? You know, who clearly not not, not give her a hug. Who clearly had um, had like you know taking in all the hits that um oh, was yeah, lady, at, at yeah this lady was too yeah so this was too late so yeah the the you're talking about when the Fab Four as the British press likes to call William and Kate Harry and Meghan when they're together because um, mm. they were seen as the future of the monarchy together right mm. um, they went to this was outside of Windsor Castle where the Fab Four went to look at um you know, the amazing tributes to the Queen, the floral tributes, and then to thank the crowds. So Statesman X is talking about the moment where Megan's Megan's on one side with Harry, William and Kate on the other side, and they're like thanking people, holding hands, you know, moving down the line. Megan gets an amazing hug from this young um, lady who kind of says, you know, comforts her, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then you see a woman and her daughter. Um, the woman dresses in blue, it's the woman in blue, right? And she just, like you say, internalizes all this hate. And you can see her face and she looks at Megan with disgust. And yeah, one has to really, and I, I'm really glad you brought this up because I was listening to um, the um, one of the stations, one of our leading stations in the UK. I won't say their names. Um, one of the, um, one of my favorite um, was it radio the presenters well she she came up with a theory that i thought was very interesting and i, I want to get your thoughts on it so specifically among women because we can understand the male view right mm-hmm. there's a lot of misogyny like you say um there's a lot of misogynoir there's a lot of yeah so you can there's that angle in terms of that but from the female language she said it is possible that so many women have this Disneyfied idea of what it means to be a princess. Mm-hmm. It's something that many girls internalize of Disney more than so than because of the royal family. So there's this idea of what it means to be a princess and being part of the royal family, right? They internalize it at a really young age, and that is the ultimate goal. That if you're a princess, there could be nothing better. Then she says to have lived it, to have actually experienced it, and to say to the public, it's not as great as you imagine, hmm. is a great annoyance to those people who have built up that image in their mind. Yeah. Because it's not just taking away the fantasy of Harry and Meghan, it's taking away their fantasy. And what she did by kind of coming out and being brave to say, okay, these are my experiences, Meghan, that is, is that she took away the fantasies of those women who had internalized that to be a princess was to be the best thing ever. And when Megan stood up and actually said, you're wrong, people couldn't deal with the fundamental challenge to their internal belief system. What do you think? Yeah, yeah no, no, it's, I, I agree with that. Um, and I would say like, you know, it's a, it's a layered problem, that being like one of the layers. So kind of like piercing the bubble of what, you know, people like um, imagine a princess is or a princess should be. And, you know, coming to be like, oh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Definitely mm-hmm. there's some people who will be like, all right, what the fuck? But I think on top of that, because of who Megan is, so like you know, if, if it was somebody named Kit Middleton, you know, for lack of a better word, or Tracy Essex Borough, or something like that, if if she was like a pure stock Heron Volk British person with with blonde hair, mm-hmm. and you know the and 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 she was doing that, I think it would be different because of who Megan is. Not not only is she like you're saying rejecting her particular um, background, the fact yeah. that she was a divorcee, right? That she is. A, a biracial woman yeah she's she's american she, she was a highly successful actress very visible right she you know she was very she was obviously media trained she's american like you said you know i think that particular cocktail like you say i i, I tend to agree yeah that no, was, on, that, so on, on top on top of everything like the fact that like you know she 
as far as many people are concerned, she should be grateful. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. She should be she should be happy. She should be thankful for the station that she's in. Because like a lot of the critiques that you that you see of Megan, it's often couched in such a way. She's she's portrayed as like a a somebody who is an attention seeker. So, so somebody who is like you know who is ungrateful. Somebody mm-hmm. who is like you know looking to tear down the institution and the monarchy for her own personal gain. She's portrayed as like some like wily temptress. And you know we, there, there was this clip going around of of this one I guess popular tabloid or um, royal stenographer, um, some older lady who went to some show in the UK and was like lambasted basically mm-hmm. for how she had been portraying um, how she has been portraying Meghan. Or some lies that I guess that she has, she has put out. Like I think a popular like older um, journalist or something or correspondent like for right, for the royal right. family like in the UK. So so she, she's yeah. Megan is often portrayed as somebody who you know um, took sweet Harry and turned him against like his yep. family. She's took not him showing away from his country. Yeah, took him away from his country. She's not showing enough gratitude. So like there, there's a lot of like there's a lot of just like things that just lay out on top of the fact that like you know this is a this is a a biracial woman who, you know, as, as far as all these people are concerned, should be grateful that she's being a part of this family, whereas she has the audacity to, um, you know, um, speak out in any way, shape or form. Um, and, you know, like, I kind of like along these lines of just positioning and who is where. There's this video also of Prince Charles um, going around King, shaking, King Charles. King Charles, sorry, going around shaking people. Yeah. I, I don't know who sent this black uncle to go and stand in front of oh the crowd. Oh my god, that was so This guy, Prince Charles, I, I Charles shakes. He shakes. It, it, it was there's nothing anybody can say. It was so clear that he was avoiding conscious, was or avoiding, bias, no, whatever it was, was conscious. It was he conscious. Didn't Dan. Shake this like, uncle's hand. There was no then, way. There was no way about it. It was so obvious. He yeah. shook everybody's hand up to the guy. There is there is a weird head fake. Some weird head so fake, head turn, and then continue checking everybody else. Please, 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 please. Don't, don't give me that. That was, that's racism. Eh? No, no, I, 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 I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. What I'm trying to say is that, like, the reason I, ma- I made the whole conscious unconscious thing is that the narrative sometimes that you'll hear is that he didn't actually know what he was doing. He just did it. This is, this is why I said, where, that's why I used that wording. So, like, but technically... You have to look at it. That uncle was the only black person I could see, at least in within about fifteen. He was the only one, and it was just so. And I'm like, and we, you know, the discussion about the colonies, the former, the impact, and people are really looking at, okay, what those diamonds that are on the crown, you know, no, where no, are we'll, they from? We'll, we'll get there, but like this, this, like this, this like, was the relationship. This was an example was, of of internalized, and nobody yeah. can nobody can tell me otherwise. So, racism deep to king charles you know deem that black guy worthy of his handshake there's nothing anybody can tell me otherwise he didn't even it wasn't as if he stopped a person before the guy and then continued another person after the guy he stopped before the guy continued immediately after him he skipped checking the black person without any shame it was very apparent um, it was very apparent and it was very obvious um and 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 you could tell that like you know he, he did not want to shake that shake that guy's hand um and kind of like leading into what you're saying, um, you know, when when people like p- people think of racism or people think of white supremacy in modern, I guess, like times or in this day and age, we often think of America, you know, because because the U.S. kind of dominates like you know global news, discourse, global culture, yeah. the discourse in general. So we think of America, we think of you know Malcolm X, we think of Black Panthers, we think of these days Wakanda, we think of Barack Obama, we think of Trump, we think of racism as like an American thing. But the truth of the matter is that <laughs> the founding fathers of of this racism stuff are the British. I think uh, an iconic um, an iconic line from Bane in, in Batman comes to mind. Something about people, you know, just living in the dark whilst he was born into the darkness, mm, mm. and he was he was raised by the darkness. Um, you you have to understand that the United Kingdom. What they, what they, the show that they put on for the world. This, this was, this was, um, by by all accounts, though, Princess Diana's funeral was still more watched, um, and got more views, um, than than Queen Elizabeth II. But nevertheless, Queen Elizabeth II's funeral was probably the most singular event this decade, right? If we're being honest, in terms of global viewership, 
the amount of dignitaries was was um just jaw dropping. Um, although some some tended to come in coaches and bosses, others came in their Maseratis and BMWs, but we leave that by the by. Um, I, I I think that you can't like you said before. This was a global icon. This is a woman who you have to look at it. Served in World War Two. The Queen served in World War Two, and to to basically come through to the age of of um, TikTok, like that's a massive lifespan. That's yeah. a massive period of time for you to have influence on the world. But nevertheless, like you said, when you're talking about racism, when you're talking about the impacts of subjugation, the impacts of resource, um, what I like to call resource, um, you know, appropriation, right? How, how did these empires in the West become so wealthy? How did mm. the UK become so great during the Victorian period? It was because they had all these colonies that they could just get cheap resources from, right? They had India, mm. they could get their, they could get their tea, they could get their, um, their what else from India? Their spices. They could trade their spices. You had Nigeria oil. You had your um, your natural resources. Was it bauxite? Was it aluminium? Whatever the steel that they needed. They had the West Indies, obviously. You had Jamaica. Mm. You had Barbados, Bahamas. So these the. the, the the wealth that the UK has accumulated. And in doing that, you're talking about the Mau Mau uprisings in Kenya that were brutally put down. You have to look at the Biafran civil war, for example, like Britain had yeah. a hand in, 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 yeah. in, 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 in the ultimately, in the death of how many million people. So like, you have to look at their impact around the world. Look at what happened on the partition of Pakistan and, and India, which again, Britain had a hand in. The Indian farming in in um, of under Winston Churchill, the Irish potato farming as well. So yeah. these are all things that happened under the colonies, under colonization. So, so, look look so, at the so, Aboriginals, the Aboriginals in Australia. Look at what happened to the Maoris in New Zealand. So the reach of empire and the impact, you know, that was one thing you can say that Queen Elizabeth never actually apologized for any of the no, colonies. I mean, yeah, well, all we get is Commonwealth, Commonwealth, Commonwealth. Yeah, I mean, but but, but why would they? Enjoy the, wealth? the 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 challenge with with a person like Queen Elizabeth is that in many regards she's a feminist icon. Um, so like you said, she fought in World War. She fought in World War Two. You know, she she's been like an icon to many women. Yeah. Um, around around the world, there are all these like anecdotes of her. I think like there was one time. I think some prince of Saudi Arabia or king of Saudi Arabia at some point was, she was in the she UK, was yeah, and yeah, then yeah. she now she drove the car like surprise surprise guy. Yeah. She loved yes. Yeah, yeah, she loved she, she was whipping the reins, literally was... like terrifying, terrifying the guy at the, at the back of the car because he didn't expect a woman to be able to drive like that. There's this other story about how like some American tourists were in the UK, you know, hiking or something like that. And they ran into the queen and, and her butler or something, and they yeah. didn't realize. Uh, and then she had a, like, oh. she had a she had a very funny sense of humor. She yeah. was, by all accounts, very approachable. The woman, like I said, I respect the woman. You know, it's not easy to do to do a job for seventy. In years. in in many respects, she it's she's a feminist easy. icon. But yeah. the she institution is, she <laughs> is the chief monarch of the institution, and you know, like kind of to put this into perspective, you know, in in the aftermath of her death, there was a Nigerian professor in. The U.S. somebody yeah. called Ujuanya, who yeah. you know sent out a tweet that caused a lot of controversy. She said she heard that the chief monarch of a thieving, raping, genocidal empire is finally dying. May her pain be excruciating. So if if, if we take that one by one, chief monarch, yes she is. A thieving empire, yes you could call the British Empire that. A raping empire, yes, you could call the British Empire that. A genocidal empire, as you alluded to with the Maumas in Kenya and to an extent, some extent like, you know, Biafra and some other things like happen around the world. You could definitely call them all those things. But, my question to you, Dan, is there ever an appropriate time to talk about these things? And is the death of the monarch an appropriate time? Because the question people are asking is, okay, if we can talk about it now, when Queen Elizabeth is dead, when can we talk about it? This, this is a big, I think this is a big part of the discourse, right? And I, I okay, let me start from my, my, my general premise is when people say now is not a good time to talk about things, 95% of the time, that's an attempt to censure, right? Yeah. Um, it's okay. because sometimes those that say that genuinely, genuinely, sorry, at that time, don't believe that it is the right time. 
because they don't want to engage with the topic. Now, Professor Oju, free speech, I keep hearing, right? I kept, I've been hearing it since kind of the Cambridge Analytica got to work, right? Um, there's a show called The Capture, go watch it, you know, kind of contextualizes a lot of these ideologies, the ideology of data-driven kind of people orienteering, right? Changing mm -hmm. people's minds, pushing them towards some of these ideals. So I've been hearing about free speech, right? Since Mr. Trump was being pushed towards power. Yeah. And now, now, okay, we all accept free speech, free speech. So Professor Oju, theoretically, should have been allowed to say whatever she wanted. No, but she was allowed to say whatever she wanted to say, though. She should have been. The reason I say she should have been is because people are trying to censure her, right? I'm just saying that because her, her college came out to say, oh, you know, we don't stand by what she said, blah, blah, blah. Now, I said all that to say this. If she tweeted that today, she wouldn't get a third of the yeah. detail. Mm -hmm. The issue is understanding... Timing. It's the timing. That, and that, that was why I laid that background, because I think everybody has a right. Now, what consequences come, or that's down to you to deal with. You can say what you want, but whatever mm. consequences come forth, if you say something that legally is deemed to be, for example, discriminatory, and they arrest you, that's your business. Now, the timing, I think it must have been the day after she, the Queen died. Yeah, I think it was like, as a day horse. Like, I think as, as <laughs> it was very... Yeah. I must be honest with you, as someone who lives in the United Kingdom, to who lived through days of mourning, like literally, you, I, I was, I went into work and everybody was, you know, places were telling people not to come in to do stuff for leisure. Cinemas were shut down and were showing the funeral on the day of the funeral. Like, I lived that period, right? People were mm. queuing for twenty-four hours to queue past the line in states. Right, there were portable mm. toilets. There were wristbands for you to get in and out of the queue. I cannot transmit how the feeling was towards this woman. That was poorly timed. That tweet was poorly timed. And I say this because if she, like I said, the content or whatsoever of what she said, like you said, you can factually go through it and say, well, this is true. This is true. This is true. However. Well, from my point of view, generally, it's just cognizant of the, the circumstances. Literally, it was either the night the queen I wanna, died, or like the I want to push back. Day. I want to push back a bit. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go and ahead. just so we can spice things up a little, this thing of timing and respecting the moment, it seems to me like it's a function of respectability politics. It also seems to me like it's a function of power, because you and I know that if Vladimir Putin died today. Today, today, as as soon they as he be, died, they will be mocking him. There will be people will be mocking him. People will be celebrating. People would be boldly, you know. So it's acceptable. Depending on how popular, I, I mean, it's, no, it's, 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 it's it's acceptable to mock. And and you know, this this is I think kind of what makes this situation so um, tenuous and like you know, kind of what makes racism and the power of white supremacy so nefarious, because. The, the people who are who are aggrieved have to subsume, have to you know um, surrender their grievance to you know a larger civility, a larger request for civility, and it's not new. It takes shape in many forms. It's it's the same ideology that tells black people you know not to march too loudly because you know just wait. This, this, you know we know you are fighting for freedom, but fight for it the right way. Don't do it like this. Don't do it like this. It's the same ideology that lionizes MLK now in retrospect, but hated MLK at, in, the, time. at the time because he was a rabble rouser and stuff like that. It's the even, same. Even Muhammad know, Ali, we saw how he, he progressed over time in terms of image, Mahatma Gandhi, um, it's, Nelson it's Mandela. The same, it's the same ideology that tells, that tells um, you know, like, um, um, speaking of, of Mandela, that tells, you know, Mandela and people fighting for, for freedom in South Africa to wait. You understand that's that's the same ideology that led Bill Buckley to tell James Baldwin face to face that the South has to prevail because black people just culturally can't, um, you know, be, be trusted to govern themselves at this point mm -hmm. in time. Um, whereas if the shoe was on the other foot, you understand, if a dictator that the West, you know, um, um said we're allowed to hate, 
died, everybody will be allowed to to celebrate it. So I, I guess my, my pushback is, why the fuck does Professor Oju have to you know respect um, you know this 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 arbitrary you know line mm-hmm. drawn by drawn by our colonizers or you yeah. know people people who think their culture is superior to ours. Yep, no, and this is this is you're going to the crux of it. This is what we call critical thinking, right? There's a logical part. There's a critical part. There's a there's a logical progression of thoughts and a logical progression of ideas that you've set out, and there's nuance, right? And it's where's the nuance? Why can't this apply in all circumstances to that theory which you've made, which is a very logical theory, right? Here's where I jump in on that. Like I said, I think Professor Oju was well within her rights to say what she wanted to say and i highlighted the issue of timing now you made a point i think this is the distinction here if someone who has been according to the narrative of this part of the world that we live in Mm. been painted as a bad person right the aggressor someone worthy of our um abuse someone worthy of our online vitriol someone worthy of our online you know i remember when colonel gaddafi died for example yeah the yeah. way he died was highly, highly improper for a head of state. Um, in terms of, you know, he was just in the street, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to look at the Queen Elizabeth moment. And I think what you say is quite true in terms of the narrative. Queen Elizabeth's narrative has been set as mother of the nation. Why was the grief felt so much? Um, she in many ways kept the monarchy relevant at times when they had really, really low approval. Um, you think about the Diana scandal, you think about her first daughter's divorce as well, um, the Princess Royal. You think about um, the issues with Philip throughout their lives. You think about um, the young princes when they were growing up. You think about Camilla Parker Bowles. You think about all the scandals that have had Andrew, Prince Andrew. Latterly, mm. um, you think about obviously the controversy created around Harry and Meghan living, not them leaving themselves, they have a choice to do whatever they want, but the controversy that that whipped up. So, you have to look at it from that point of view, and you have to understand where you are now. Professor Uju, if she was back home in Nigeria, if she was espousing her opinion. Location also. Again, I, just, I, just, I, just want, I just want to no no no. I just want to cut you off there because that kind of defeats the purpose. You know, to yeah. an extent, to an extent, part of what makes this moment that we're living through, this moment of of so-called cancel culture, this moment of like you know wokeness and anti-wokeness, this moment of increased um um salience of everything political, cultural, philosophical. To an extent, the reason why this moment is the way it is is because never before mm-hmm. have formerly marginalized people had such you know, um, had voice. such political power, had the kind of voice that we do now. Jonathan, so so why why that part of what made you know um the would you think so I guess like scandalous was that it pierced the bubble significantly. She had it, she had a platform, she had a large following, and she expressed a view that was contrary to the, to, to the prevailing to the accepted view. And I I, I I I like I said, I support her right to do so and to be honest, like I said to you, I'm just explaining why the reaction was because if Professor Oju wasn't in the US or in the West, we have to, we, like we've said, the West has built this narrative of certain individuals, certain leaders who are derided. For example, like, you know, there are some that, you know, people look at with a level of respect. Angela Merkel was very highly respected, right? Yeah. And people, even across the world, from the US to the UK, thought that she was a steady in hand on German. Um, politics, but, 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 but and Mer- she was Merkel praised. Is not, is not a monarch now. No, no, no. She's not a monarch. But what I'm trying to say is that in terms of um, leadership, celebrity, and this points yeah. a lot to what Trevor Noah said. And I know we both, I, I know for a fact we've both watched that clip. Um, you know, and I, I definitely agree with Trevor in what he was saying in terms of the idea is that this person is a is a good popular figure, essentially, right? Quote, unquote, mm-hmm. good. Because the narrative prevailing over them is that they're the good people, they're the ones, anything bad that they did was down to the institution, was out of the control of the monarch, blah, blah, blah. So I, I definitely agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think in reality, though, the world that we're living in, how, how are you going to change that narrative? The fact is that narrative is there, right? No, no, no. And 
it, 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 it's, it's still about the right to say what she wants to say, but also you cannot stop people from reacting in the way that they did. So, so just, so just, just to clear something up, we we know why people reacted the way they did. We're just exploring it. Do you understand? Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. it's not a surprise to me that there was a kind of backlash. That Some she people received. were surprised. Some people were surprised. No, 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 no. no. It's not a surprise to me. There's, there's kind of backlash that she received. But we're exploring the backlash, the nature of the backlash, and just how yeah. I guess like pernicious it is that such backlash existed. Because the simple truth, like like you were getting at, you know, um, uh, many people are claiming that like Queen Elizabeth herself, you know, wasn't a colonizer. And as you know, she oversaw kind of like the the dwindling down of the um, of of the British Empire and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But the simple truth, the simple truth is that like she's part of it. She was born into the empire. She perpetuated it. She played a significant role. You understand in in the early I guess in her, in her early stages while the British Empire still existed. You know, in visiting Africa, visiting some parts of Africa. You know, having natives dance, quote unquote natives, you know, dance and and wave and do their like, you know, welcome our our, our queen mother thing. So she she's very aware of, of everything that's going and kind of kind of like the the problem, you know, the, the problem that we're facing now and it's something that we we allude to a lot. A lot of the principles of Western society are lies, you understand, or mm-hmm. or are um, half truths. And part of what is making this moment so terrible, so you know, a far right candidate is about to is is leading the polls in Italy, and it's looking like 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 they will win. British politics is kind of dominated by you know right wing politicians. Is is yeah. this is this idea of these are these ideas of you know equal rights, free speech, equal status, everybody having you know um right to do X Y and Z is coming into conflict with somebody like Ujuanya. Having the audacity mm-hmm. to say something, you know, damning about, um, damning about, you know, her royal Majesty the Queen. Uh, you understand? So if some some people's graves were allowed to dance on them, you understand? Once once the West, you know, decides that quote unquote this person is is worth scorn. So when yeah. so when they die, they can be scorned as they are dying after they die. But for some other people, because Uju belongs to you know, um, um, a lower class of of people. She she did not speak that way about about the queen. And if she must, it is the wrong time. I and think she... oh, definitely the, the fact that a black um, uh, LGBTQ woman as well, um, and and especially one who is so proudly Nigerian in terms of her background, who talks very candidly about her her background, living through the Zahran War. And her fondness of Nigeria definitely being a child of the Commonwealth. It definitely added more more spice to the to, to the wound. Um, but I I want to say actually in in that general response, there was general the UK was very protective. Even your the Washington Post, who many would say would largely editorialized by Caucasians, um, the American re, re kind of um, review of of our, I'll, I'll say the kind of left-leaning or maybe the central or the, the more like, um, uh, what, what would you say, mainstream portrayal was mm. actually pushed against in the UK. They felt that there was almost um, not enough uh, hero worship of the Queen. So I think generally things like the Washington Post, for example, had some really good op-eds on like, this is why some people are not so happy about the institution that the queen heads up. Like I thought the American, yeah. the, the American, I, I, I found quite refreshing actually, the American reading, the American newspapers, the discourse was a lot more balanced. I felt um, of course, from, from, from your side of things. I, I mean, obviously America's a republic. Yeah, that's to be, expect, of, it's to be expected. Of that, the yeah. So it's kind of be expected. Yeah. So I was just saying that because I just wanted to let you know that the Professor Oju's Backlash was massively. She got the worst of anybody I can think of, right? No, no, she, 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 she. Oh, there she was did. still a general. The UK kind of the the royalist loving portion, even like general kind of monarchist, because the UK I'll say about fifty percent are kind of okay. This is what we have. We have a constitutional mm. monarchy. It's a form of government. They're not. They're very laissez-faire. Then you have maybe twenty-five percent hardcore monarchists, like royalists. 
they love the time, you know, and then you have another 25 that are like, okay, you know, this is a historic moment. Let me file in line. Let me wait 25 hours. I don't have work clearly. I can't shower, you know, just very, very, it was mad. It was mad. That yeah, but, 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 but I found that, I found that even like regular people, even just normal yeah. people in the UK still kind of adopted a, you know, uh, this is a sad moment. Let's respect the queen. You understand? She was a great woman, a great passing. So someone like that, 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 that fervor wasn't there. Says, I can't explain to you. It's very hard for, I wish you were here. Like I could, and you could feel it, right? It's one of these things. Or I could like send you a feeling of it. Like you could mm. tap into it with some VR headset and you could see how mm. it felt. Some someone said the UK can never laugh at North Korea anymore. Why do hmm. they say that, right? Because there was a sense of like collective, like you were being conditioned into yeah. a state of if you have to care, like you have to care, you have to mourn. You know, these are the days you have to mourn. They cancelled um, football, right? Football has been seen as more of a working class sport generally, right? Um, there are parts of the country like Liverpool where the monarchy is not very well liked. In the northern parts, like in Scotland, you know, yeah, there's Ireland. definitely apathy. Ireland as well. They were perhaps worried that... Oh, I think Ireland is like full-on hit. <laughs> I mean, for, for kind of historical reasons, there mm-hmm. were the troubles and the British army cracking down there. And obviously going back through hundreds of years to kind of forced colonization. So you look at it and you're like, well... Why did they cancel those football matches? Because cricket, I'm a cricket fan. And cricket, there was a test match on with South Africa. So it was England versus South Africa. Test matches are five days long, don't ask. Um, first day was washed out with rain. The second day was paused. So the first day was the day, I think maybe the Queen died that day or the day before. And they can't, it was rained out anyway as, as it happened. That day was rained out. Um, so there was no play. The second day was paused, but they got to play on the Saturday which was day three of the test match. Now, interestingly, cricket is seen as more of an upper-class sport, generally, because those who play it in the UK, anyway, historically, are from private schools and from, like, your leafier counties, right? Your richer home counties. Cricket was allowed to play. And the idea, obviously, there was a very touching tribute to the Queen. There was a minute silence. They clapped their hands. You know, those respectful, they played in honor of the Queen. Sky Sports mm. did this amazing montage of playing for the Queen and everything, even though the Queen jokingly said she didn't like cricket. I wasn't fond of cricket, I think, was what she said to Ian Botham, Lord Sir Botham. So you look at that and you're like, why couldn't they let football matches go ahead? Now, one has to think, you have Liverpool versus, <laughs> who was Liverpool going to play that weekend? Was it Man U? Liverpool, it was like, there was a big game, no. right? It wasn't Man U Liverpool. It was Liverpool. I think it was, it was, Everton. was it? Was it the Merseyside drive? I can't remember. Liverpool Arsenal. Liverpool like Arsenal. A big, huge game. So, like, that was a big game in terms of the Premier League for those non-soccer fans listening or football fans, proper football fans listening. So, if you go to Liverpool, any minute silence, and even when they did the minute silence in the Champions League, it got disrupted. It, it was disrupted, mm. right? And like you mentioned uh, Celtic, right? Which is obviously um, has links to the Catholic community in Northern Ireland. They did, I don't know if they even attempted a minute silence there because they were singing <laughs> anti-royalist songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were singing anti-royalist yeah, songs. Yeah, I can't remember so, the song, but it was a song about like Lizzie's dead, something like that. Exactly. Like, uh, something about a coughing. Um, so, in a box, I think. Is, is the lyric. I don't know how the lyric goes. Um, I, all those listening so yeah uh, allegedly so i think it's very important to understand that there was a clear decision made that okay it seemed anyway from the outside we can't trust football fans if we let them play this football the two days after the queen dies people are not going to honor the minute silence people Mm. are going to be disrespectful i think there were concerns about that no that was the on top on top of like the whole security concerns and obviously I think the security point makes more sense on the weekend before the funeral because people might not know this. They just think, oh, Premier League is on at 3 p.m. on Saturday in the UK. Every No, there's police. They rank based on the, the, the popularity of a fixture yeah. or, how, or, or rivalry. So like 
if you're playing Chelsea Tottenham. Yeah, so like right? United Leeds could not, could not, yeah, could definitely not happen. Yeah, exactly. My United hate Leeds. So like you need, it's a higher category policing operation. You need probably thousands of police officers. And the truth is, there were so many people in London, they needed police officers in London to police them. You know, then the queue had about, the queue to view the, the Queen's um, um, line in state at Westminster Abbey had at a point, I think there was about maybe 60,000 people in the line. Like, it was something ridiculous. It mm. was, people waited over a day so, in the line. So, I mean, I, I, I feel you, and, you know, kind, kind of like the, the challenge is that, like, the challenge is that for us, you know, and for lots of people in the world, colonization is not an abstract term. Oh, it's, it's very it's, real. It's, it's, not, it's not like some, some, some theoretical thing that, you know, was learned in school or that, like, you know, you teach and you argue about and debate, like, you know, the meaning. It's, it's, it's a real thing that has directly, you know, impacted lives around the world yeah. and has directly impacted our home country, Nigeria, which is, you know, how I'm going to try and segue into a discussion of the politics of the upcoming election. Um, I mean, we're still, doing it with, we're still dealing with the remnants of... of it, uh, that's what I was going to say, because, because, yeah. de- because the lines that were drawn, the, the, the decisions that were made by colonizers to empower one region, the northern region, over another... The decisions that were, that were made by the colonizers in terms of how the police force was were trained at the time, the decisions made by colonizers over, like you know, the choices to elevate certain individuals mm-hmm. you know, um, ahead of others, is still impacting us today. And yep. so you, ha- you have a situation where you know the North has an outsized power and outsized influence over the rest of the country, and that can be traced back directly to colonization. Essentially, yeah. and, and 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 to the British, like you know, rule in Nigeria, the 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 diminishing of the East as a region can be traced back not only to colonization but to efforts by the British government during the Civil War. Yeah, um, you know, to back and to empower one side over another. Now, I guess you know, years after over sixty years after you know Nigeria supposedly gained. Um, high independence. Yeah, many, many people believe that we are worse off than we were before independence and in the few years after independence. Because, like you know, there was like a there was like a nationalist fervor that kind of swept the country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, post post independence, there were yep. all these like there were all these plans and things that were going to be done. But you know, the 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 way the 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 analogy I use um um the the ship. Of of um, nationalism, the ship was actually a cake. It was was made out of of, of cake, and it crashed not too long from from um, or not not too far from the shore, and it has disintegrated like you know significantly. And you know Nigeria is kind of like at a crossroads, yep. where two major parties have dominated politics in Nigeria for a long period of time. Two major parties, namely, they've taken many forms. They've taken they've changed name. They've taken, but there have been two absorbed, major parties reabsorbed elements that, that, that have dominated sides. politics. You know, the same people have remained Nigerian politics for a long time. Yep, that's but correct. for the first time, I think since maybe MKO or Abiola, for the first time since since MKO, there is a real concrete, yeah. not just alternative, but like a, a, a an energy. A democratic like like fervor that is sweeping the country mm-hmm. that has gone from being categorized as like an online phenomenon, a Twitter thing, a clubhouse thing, yep. a Twitter space thing, to clearly a real life, real, real movement that yep. is taking shape and is looking, you know, um, um likely. Dan, have you re-examined your your you know your thoughts around Peter Obi's prospects for presidency of nigeria in 2023 in light of you know the recent like activity him traveling all over the world to campaign to diaspora people abroad and then the rallies that we've seen for him locally i mean i think i have made it clear before that i'm an obedient so i i i i firstly support his candidacy for presidency i think he's the best candidate personally i think he has the right truck 
track record. I think what I have said in the past, however, is that the calculus is of, of Nigerian politics is unfortunately, as it stands, weighted against him. Why? Um, with, without strategic... You know, I'm just talking about the fact that we have six geopolitical zones in Nigeria, the North North, uh, sorry, North Central even, Northwest, Northeast, South, Southeast, Southwest, South, South. And the mathematics in terms of voting um, targets that he would need, I believe it's 25%, isn't it, that they need from um, minimum um, from each um, from each region, and he would need to win his region, um, being the south, and one from the north in order mm. to win. Theoretically, that's the kind of theoretical mathematics. So, if you're from the north, you need to win the north, and uh, you don't or, think it's possible. Or, or you, as a northerner, you need to win maybe you need to win four out of six regions. Is the, is the theoretical mathematics now? I've said that because of the nature of the other two candidates, so Bola Ahmed Tinobu, um, Jagaban, as he's called by his friends, um, and his loyal supporters, is from the Southwest, right? Um, but crucially has a lot of Northern support and um, is the follow-on from the incumbent president who is a Northerner. So, there is a portion of specifically the northeast and north central that yeah, but, be... but, but, but can so let, let's, let's take it one by one yeah can can Tinubu's northern supports be more than Atiku's? so this is where i was going to get to right i was going to say the mathematics isn't so clear because Atiku abubakar who is from adamawa state for those who don't know nigeria yeah. is in the northeast sorry i meant to has support in the northwest apologies is from the northeast. Well, obviously, you know, one would think he would win a state and would win some surrounding states around him um, in the northeast and obviously parts of north central. And Atiku is the PDP candidate. Um, one could argue that PDP structures existing in the south south, for example, could could as, well it depends on wiki, um, but potentially could be you could put some of those votes towards him now. In the past, what I've just said is, whilst I support it, I'll be the path towards victory for him requires a three-way split, essentially, is what I've always said of the vote. That, I think, is his best chance. The reality is that he needs to forge alliances to split the vote. This has always been my point. Um, do I think his recent rallies improve his chances? Yes. Yes. But then... By my analysis, he's still only at like thirty three percent of a chance. To be, to be honest, like to be honest, it seems to me like he's the only person campaigning. Quite frankly, it, it seems to be the only person oh, no, 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 of no, the three bro. people running. Bro, bro, bro. Let me tell you something about Bola Metinobu, and this is what thing people don't appreciate about politics when we talk about the day to day. If you go to the north, Bola Metinobu has been visiting the north. He was in Castina. I think was it El Rufai's um, one of his birthdays. Hey, he's, he's sleeping. Tinumbu, Tinumbu has been actively, financially as well, in terms of putting money into the pockets of um, delegates, ensuring that people on the ground are reaching out. I saw a video in Lagos um, where um, mini cab riders or Kekena Pep, as we call them, yeah, 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 they're, they're being forced, forced to, they're being forced to, to carry Tinubu. Carry Tinubu. I, I don't know. So Tinubu, that... Tinubu's agents, uh, as you say, Obi is the most socially savvy. He's the most visual. He's right now, and you have to remember, official campaigning, I believe, starts from next week. So keep an eye out. You'll see more activity, but don't get this twisted. Tinubu has been campaigning for four to no, eight no, years. No, that, that, that's been, been working that behind the that Kekena Pep thing to me seems more likely to backfire than than to to allude to his favor, because it, it seemed like somebody tried to extort somebody. Just you know I, I I I get the sense, and you know whenever that 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 term you use structure, it, it triggers me. Whenever people say anything about like structure structure, because all I all I hear is bribery. All, all I hear you saying is that Peter Obi does not have enough people to bribe in these regions to win because the people who are going to actually do the changing of the votes when you say structure because from what i can see you from what i can see from the conversations 
I'm having with people mm-hmm. from the people who are being interviewed on the streets, from the streets reaction, like the reaction of Nigerians, everyday Nigerians, it seems pretty clear that like by a significant margin, mm-hmm. and, and this is not just this is not just in the West, it's not just in the South, it's in the North too. And, oh, and yeah, what you're having you have substantial well, support in the metropolitan well, well, parts of the north for sure. Not just me- not just metropolitan. So what, what you're having and what you're seeing, you are you're you are you are seeing images and videos of police stopping Peter Obi rallies. I think do, do you understand that the message that that is sending, even if Peter Obi is not at that popular. That's my next. I'm trying it's, to save it you is making a matter of him. I'm trying to save you from heartbreak, and I I, I understand what you're saying. All the signs are great. There's a popular huge swell. There's a ground swell, right? Um, you look at when Peter B went into some churches, which I thought was a great move because at the end of the day, you just need to... They, they, people talk about, oh, you shouldn't politicize sport, shouldn't politicize religion. Excuse me. What is politics? Politics is the, social, the science of human behavior. It's the observance of human politics. Sorry, of human science. Like, the interaction between science, between different hierarchies, between social classes, between social strata. What encompasses that more than a place of worship? What encompasses that more than a place of sport where people come together and they observe that? So I've always never kind of go, oh, don't politicize that, whatever, whatever. It's all about how you do it. As long as it's not overly in your face, as long as it's not distasteful, mm-hmm. as long as it's not um, underhanded, do what you need to do. He's a Christian and you did what you need to do. Um, but to your point now, unfortunately, agents on the ground. Peter Obi no, needs no, electoral which, agents. Which, which now, I, mean, I don't understand. Specifically, specifically, if 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 we're saying if we're saying that Peter Obi has by by indicator, Peter Obi has more actual votes. If people that want to vote for him, eh? More moral support at the moment. Not moral the, support. The way Nigeria works, people who are people who are willing to vote for okay, let him. Let me explain. Let me explain something. People are willing to vote for him. It looks like they are more than for the other people. But you're telling looks, me that it looks like because it's all about our vantage point, right? It's all from our vantage point. No, we no, we no. we are hang no. on. We are millennials. I, I would, no no no. Well, I would argue on. that our our vantage points weren't cynicism. I would argue that our vantage points weren't source being like nothing can change because because we're supposedly educated. Do you understand? Because, because we supposedly know about how Nigeria works. Not, not only do we know, we have we have escaped the you understand the 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 shithole, the hellhole that is Nigeria, and we're, we're speaking from the comfort of of another place. So our position were on cynicism. So for the fact that I'm not cynical about it, not not only the many people I've ever heard talk about Peter Obi's lack of structure are elites with either vested interests. Or who do not want to allow themselves, kind of like you, Dan, who do not want to allow themselves to hope? Because wow. well, yeah, no, no, it's true. No, it, it, I see, okay. Let me push back because I'll, I'll be here for you on election day. You're gonna need okay. it. I'll, I'll we'll, we'll probably do, we should do a live. We're, probably, we're gonna, you know what, we should plan to do a live. Um, as a vote are coming, coverage, in, yeah, coverage. Of coverage. Of the I think that would be, mm. I think that would be great. We need to get some get some hosts on board as well to talk us through. But I'm a pragmatist, right? And I want to have hope. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I'm an obedient. I, I think Peter Obi is exactly what Nigeria needs. In this 22nd year of the century, or the 21st, technically, you don't count 2000, year 2000, it's about mm-hmm. the 21st century. He is the man, I think, in terms of his age, his profile, his knowledge, his exposure to the world, to economics, to trading, as an importer-exporter, to the East, to Asia, to new ways of doing things in terms of the economy, to, to, to even to security. You know, I feel like people don't talk about, he was very harsh when he was an state governor on civil disobedience, on, you know, criminals. He was very, very harsh. Go check his history, Right. All of you shouting answers, go and check his history when he was governor of Anambra State. So Peter B is not like Yoruba, so he's not Erorero. He's he's not a soft person. I feel like he would be very, very very a great president for Nigeria. However, 
trying to think of the way that's going to happen. Now, when I talk about electoral agents, what I'm saying is that there's 776 local governments in Nigeria. A local government, for those who are listening who are not conversant with Nigerian no, no, politics. No, 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 sit down. Because you're, 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 you're triggering him, you're listening. Don't, are, are you telling me that, are you telling me the Labour Party I'm, does not have, are you, are you telling me that they Labour don't, Party does not have They don't have 776. That's not true. They That's don't, not bro, true. They do. Been, can you go on the INEC, go on the INEC website. They do. Go on the INEC. Look, and the fact is, I'm not saying they can't, and this is one thing I must say, the election is still six to seven months away by my reckoning, Right. I'm not saying that they cannot develop between that time and now the requisite structure in terms of electoral agents. I was speaking strictly about electoral agents. What do electoral agents do? They attend each ward or local government. They attend the, the counting of the votes. They attend, because guys, how, what you need to understand, those who are listening, there's something called the PVC in Nigeria. It's your voters registration card. That is the basis upon which INEC, the Independent Electoral Commission, sends out ballots to each of these local governments, the wards. They will not send out more ballots than the number of registered voters for a particular ward. So on election day, it's not like they think, oh, Lagos has 20 million people. Um, Alimosho, for example, one of the local government areas in Nigeria, in Lagos, has 5 million. Let's say Alimosho is quite popular. So has like a million people. We're going to send you a million votes. No, if only 400 people registered in Alimosho, they will only okay. send 400 ballots. Now, when they send those out, you need your electoral agents to be on ground at voting, at voting, sorry, even, to say of the 400 ballots for the registered voters in Alimosho, they only used 250 because only 250 people came out to vote. What typically happens sometimes in Nigerian elections is that some parties, due to influence in that local area, due to the presence of their electoral agents and financial compensation, unfortunately in the form of a bribe, which is wrong, I, we are bored here, but this is what happens. They will say, oh, those 150 votes, I'm going to buy them, add them to my, my guy's tally, therefore my guy wins. If you're a Labour Party, to secure Peter Obi's integrity of the votes each of those local government areas you need your agents on ground to be able to challenge that this is the point i'm making this is all i'm saying now i'm not going to use the s word this guy, the, I, I just i just look it up now because I, yeah. this thing i've seen I, I find it hard to believe i just find it hard to believe you understand that labor party at this stage does not have the number of agents i'm i'm I'm, I'm happy to i'm happy to tell not only you but everybody listening that the Labour Party doesn't doesn't even plan to send an agent. They plan to send fifteen. You know, what, do you say? what do you say? They plan, plan to, to send fifteen. I'm just saying. Did I say they couldn't? Each, I didn't say each. they couldn't. I'm just saying that right now. You say they plan to, and all I'm saying is that they need to hold to that. And no, like, you, we that's need like, to. Okay, that's what no, I'm no, getting but it will at. be clear. It will be clear. That's what these, I'm getting these at. These things are not. These are not theoretical things. You're, we're not both. What we're saying, we're not in. We're not in disagreement with each other, right? Let me be very, very clear. If they no, can no, get no. those seven six six out, has a chance to at least ensure that if there's a tightly run race, which I think it is, I think his chances are thirty three percent. I've said this. If he's it's tightly run and we get like a runoff or it's very close, they need to count the vote. He will need those guys on ground. No, now, if you're see, saying to no. me, if you're saying to me. Labour Party plan to do it. They have a plan in place and they will be able to do it. Chicken, no problem. No, that's what I've been saying since. What I'm getting at is that, what, what I'm getting at is that, and what I'm trying to challenge is that cynicism that does not have any roots <laughs> in anything whatsoever, other than the fact that we what have been scared. What does plan to mean? No, other than we have been scared. No, because because, because your, 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 your claim and what, what you were getting at, to? no, what, what you were getting at to? was that. Does that mean you have that now? No, what you were getting at mm. was that was that Labour Party does not have the structure, quote unquote. And I told you that word triggers me. And then I pushed you, and then started talking about seven hundred sixty-six polling units, and then you need to have agents there. And I, I was challenging you that you and cannot tell me Labour Party won. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just an, do it, that, do that, that, that's not that's not relevant. What all, all I'm saying is that like that they will have seven hundred sixty-six people. From the Labour Party in every single polling unit in the country, without a doubt, is possible and they will. Now, where cynicism can come from on my end is that what is a Labour Party agent going to do when 
police come with Kuboko or area boys come with Cutlass and they start cutting people's head and breaking bottles of people's head and they carry the ballots and run away with it. Nothing. Guy, why are you doing like this now? Not we... cut heads now. They, they, they'll, be, they'll be obviously be ABH and stuff. Nobody will want to put their nobody wants to put their head to cut to be cut now, but we we, we be, see stories. Unfortunately, yeah, people get yeah, we see and, it yeah, and yeah, thanks yeah. to technology, we yeah. see modern stories, we see videos of you know people like violence and polling units being destroyed. We also see shenanigans where you know INEC comes six hours later in a, in a bit to like you know discourage voting or in a bit to kind of like um 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 affect turnout or something like that INEC will not come to a polling unit you know for like five hours past when they were supposed to come people will get frustrated people will go home you know, there, there are ways that like you know the powers that be can frustrate people to mm-hmm. ensure that, like, you know, um, either turnout is low or that there's, there's doubts about the results. So all those things, nothing anybody can do about it. And it's not our job to do anything about it. What I, what I wanted to just challenge, what I wanted to challenge is is the approach that you were taking when you're telling me something about structure, structure. Don't don't give me that. Don't give me, tell me, if, give me a political. So it, so if, if you tell me that, like, you know, um, if, if it was that Peter Obey wasn't gaining as much traction or mm. that, but as far as anybody can tell, Quite frankly, between between you, me, and hundreds of millions of Nigerians, as far yeah. as anybody can tell, Peter Obi is really the only person campaigning. There are lots of people that are acting as if it's short for them. Tinubu is is falling asleep on live why, TV. Why do you think? And I'm just here to tell you, there's a reason why they're keeping quiet. And and this is I'm just speaking. Look, I, I'm I'm being very, I'm just being very very, and you know I'm a supporter of Obi, and I get what you're saying. You're frustrated because. I'm pointing out all the the reasons why not, right? I get that. I understand. What we need is hope and fervor and positive energy and to support. I get that. And I do want to support. But I think critical analysis is very important. And the strategy is very important in politics. And whilst it's great that Peter Obi is coming to diaspora, engaging with the diaspora, diasporas don't have a vote in Nigerian election. It's not just diaspora now. Or if we're financially, I need diaspora. I just give an example. People matching Katsina. People are matching for Peter Ovi. I just give an example. I just give an example, right? And I said about diasporans. So I, I think that um what's it called? Peter Obi definitely is riding a massive wave of momentum. I think with things in place, if things are put in place that needs to be put in place, then I can see him taking, you know, Things taking like his what, place. That, 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 that's, that's what I... That's, I yeah, think... Give me, no, no, give me, I like the, the issue of the agents, the electoral agents... No, but, but the agents but, the agents, will not, the agents will appear on the election day. So that's not... So you prep them in not, advance. You don't no, just... On and I'm, and I'm telling you this. that Labour Party have, the Labour Party has released official statement that is on this day. Wow. Do you understand? Is is working for the for the no, official... no, it's, it's not it's not about like it's not even about like me working from them. I just like 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 I'm saying, I just want to like and and, and I saw something about this like on our rise. Someone somebody has been asked about this structure. It's not in our place to start talking about whether or not Peter Abia has a structure. If it's somebody that we support, support yeah. him. I, I don't like I don't like like anti-anti Jonathan. I, I don't like trying to trying to Instead of, instead of affirming something, you want to now just be oppositional or just say, oh, there's no chance. No, like no, that. no, no. I'm not saying that's what you're doing. I'm, I'm just being, I'm, I'm just, I, I know Nigeria to be, you know, particularly punishing to the pure of heart. Um, so I was not wrong now. And, that's that's and, cynicism will not allow you to look. To no, 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 look, like my dad, my dad tried to go into politics, right? And he, he, what he saw, what I, and the stories he told me, have informed for me quite a lot my personal cynicism, right, about yeah. Nigerian politics. But the, the reason, and 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 in terms of Peter Obi, what I want you to understand is that there are things being done behind the scenes because you can't see certain things happening now. I'm sure Peter Obi is making a lot of moves right now, right? Um, the reality is it will not become clear until quite close to the election where even certain political people are allied in terms of support. And the truth is that Peter Obi has support now. For him to win, he will need to blow out the other two contenders in a way 
that we've never seen before. I want to write something about this because... I I think the margin is quite tight. Um, At the moment, um, what do you think his chances of winning are? Let's just finish. Let's wrap up on that. Let's... Because obviously this is an ongoing discussion. No, no. I... I I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to talk about his chances of winning because when you start talking about chances, that's that's when when you get into the, the realm of like cynicism and all. I only want to talk about who I want to win. Do you understand that that yeah. chance thing? I'm not I'm not trying trying to come up with the, with an equation for betting. I'm not you know I'm not betting. I'm not a pundit on TV paid to pontificate. I am a Nigerian expressing my opinion of who I want to win. The chance yeah, the chances of no 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 talking talking about chances. I I, talking about chances, I think allows people to hide behind cynicism. Who has a chance or who doesn't have a chance? Every single person who affirmatively supports Peter Obi increases his chances of winning. His chances are not going to come out of 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 of, of the air, and apparently, not only is Peter Obi running against Tinubu and Atiku, he's also running against some mythical, amorphous forces in the background who have a stranglehold on the Nigerian psyche. Do you understand? So it, we, can, we cannot see them, we cannot point to them, we cannot accurately describe them, but everyone is aware that there is this, there is just this thing, Shah, that is behind Tinubu and is behind Atiku. And it's just behind the corruption in Nigeria that will just not allow uh, Peter Obi to succeed. And I yeah. say to hell with that thing. You understand? And you know this. This was this was a spicy conversation. It was know, first off, like I mean, what, 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 what's, be... I mean, comments, share, like um, in terms of the 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 topics that we discussed today. But yeah, I'll see you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Um, um, I mean, in terms of Peter Obi. You know, let, let let us know what do you think. The, the, are you are you with the pragmatic? Are you with the the realists who looks at the conditions of Nigeria, or are you with the eternal optimist? I've never seen you this optimistic about <laughs> apart from yeah, my United's chance. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah, misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah, misunderstanding my frame. I'm I'm saying it is a red herring to talk about Peter Obi's chances. Do you understand? It's not it's not important. It's, or it's not it's not relevant. It's not slow down his hope though. The hope and and, and the wish yeah, for him. It's, it's, it's chances discussion. Like what 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 does, what does that have to do with anything? We're talking about who you support, who you want to win. That's all mm. we want to hear. Just yes, from anybody, this is an obedient only. Uh, you know, they talk about how obedient supporters are, are <clears> radical <throat> and or friendly. I mean, is there anybody out there who has a um who has a an intelligence reason for why Peter B isn't the right person? Nigeria, who would love to Let hear know, that. Yeah, and, and yeah. we're gonna we're we're likely gonna do a clubhouse room very soon, actually, because I think there's 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 that's the right audience right there to challenge some ideology. So definitely watch this space and then stay tuned. Stay tuned. Hey. Yeah. See you on the next episode. Thanks. Bye. Mm.